Welcome to the name of this podcast, Speaking of Tangents. I'm Jason. I'm KJ. On this inaugural episode, we start off with a tale of a trip to Denver. Then at the six-minute mark, we discuss why insurance companies are allegedly evil. Around 16 minutes and 50 seconds in, we check out what's trending on Twitter. And at 31.45, we share some behind-the-scenes stories from even liver before we wrap it up with some feedback at 49.55. How was the feedback on the first episode? Well, stay tuned to find out. All that plus more as we take off on several conversational tangents. Because speaking of tangents... Three, two, one. What? Talk about who was going to go first. I know. <laughs> so what's been going on this week? Let's see. This week, um, I have, I actually went to Denver this week. Oh, wow. Yeah. How was that? It was, it was good. I went to visit some uh, family and... Mm-hmm. We, when we, when I go visit them, they, they go to these great, expensive, highfalutin restaurants. Oh, and, nice. And I don't usually go that route. Oh, me either. So it's the whole cocktail, then you get an appetizer, then you get a wine with dinner, then you get dinner, then you get coffee or dessert afterwards. Oh, wow. And like $300, $400 later you've had a really good night. So we did some, fun. Uh, I'm sorry, how much, how much later? I know, right? A lot, a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's out of my range right there. Me too. It's out of my range. Um, but yeah, we went to a couple farm to table restaurants. So anybody that lives in Denver might recognize them. One was called Humboldt. And uh-huh. then we went to Boulder in a restaurant called Salt and both of them were excellent. Um, we had these delicious donuts at a shop called Habit Donuts and I haven't had donuts for probably 10, 15 years, so that was good. Oh, man, good. yeah. Um, and then we kind of stayed in the area where, where they live. is called Washington Park, which is a really nice park. Did a couple, you know, morning jogs there. Yeah. Um, and then went to Bonnie Bray Ice Cream. Bonnie Bray's a neighborhood in Denver. And I was trying to be good, and instead I decided that a malt would be better than an actual scoop of ice cream. Well, that's not true because there's no, stuff in the malt mix. So I enjoyed yeah. a large Oreo brownie malt. It was not good. Oh, man. We also went to a restaurant called Black Pearl, and that was also very good. So I ate well. I felt like, you know, one percenter land for a weekend. Yeah, no kidding. In fact, so- the, the folks' house that we stayed in, they had just done a huge remodel. In Denver, they do the in the, these neighborhoods, these older neighborhoods. They don't have any space to make build new houses, mm-hmm. so they build up basically, and so they added a whole level to their home, and they put in an elevator. And so in their house, in their house. So was this was this Tony's house that you it was his yeah, right? his guest house? There were no golf scorecards in the lining the walls. Oh, okay, okay. So no, that's the only way I could tell it wasn't Tony's house, and no bathrooms. Um, oh. I mean, sorry, no bathrobes. <laughs> yeah. There's no bathrobes hanging in the, the bathroom uh, or in the cl- bedroom closets. But yeah, they had an elevator and I went a little bit too 13 year old there. And, uh, you know, every time I think I'll take the elevator up. So oh my gosh. that was very exciting. And, and, yeah. 
kind of ridiculous because the I'm telling you the, the stairs were there couldn't be more than eight stairs to go up to the second level. Oh, so so I go jogging out, you know, do a five k every morning, and then I take the elevator in this house. It probably took you longer to ride up in the elevator than it would be to walk up the stairs. Absolutely, it did. And I joke about one percenter land. They had a they had a really good reason actually to put an elevator in that has nothing to do with all that, and they certainly don't dine like that every day. It's definitely not close to our normal dining experience, but we really enjoy it. I mean, each time we visit them, they introduce us to a new part of Denver, to new experiences. Uh, We always have a great time when we visit them. They're really good eggs and incredibly generous hosts. So yeah, yeah, we had a blast. And that's, that was exciting. Uh, Denver was fun. And then I, uh, the only other thing that I've done, let's see, I got a tetanus shot. Yesterday. <laughs> well, I think we know which which gets the, gets the the more exciting vote on that one. Yeah, tetanus shot was. I had forgotten how sore. I I haven't had one for ten years, and, yeah. and I was very sore. I had to get up in the middle of the night and take ibuprofen. It's big big day. Oh wow, big day. So did did some <laughs> did something happen where you had to get the tetanus shot, or was no. it just something where just schedule it? Yeah, I went in for a completely different reason. And then uh-huh. she said, hey, you're overdue on tetanus. Do you want to do that today? And I made many excuses as to why maybe I needed my arm for the next couple of days. But yeah. I I took, I, I had it done. And then I went golfing today. And that didn't go well because my arm was hurting more than I thought. Yeah, I imagine. So I don't have, I'm not going to report on my golf. So we'll get to that later, that's maybe. About all, that's about all, that's about as much excitement as a week can hold for me. So what about you? You got anything anything going on lately? Well, I didn't get a tetanus shot, uh, but uh, I spent about an hour this morning talking to someone about some insurance. So I think that's probably a toss up. Which one of those is more painful yeah, and, and leaves I, a more lasting soreness? I think I'd probably go with the tetanus shot on that. Yeah, I had a tetanus shot a couple of years ago when I got like eight staples in my head. I fell outside working in the backyard. Oh, well, see, that's a, that's, an, oh, that's a story on, in and of itself right there. Yeah, well, maybe maybe I'll tell that another day. Okay. Uh, but the insurance thing, I had to call because my daughter had to go. She's five. I had to take her to the dentist. Um, this is probably a month ago. And they said, we're seeing some cavities, you know, some issues. We need to do some work. Um, we're going to have to put some, like, silver stainless steel crowns in in a couple of places. And I'm like, wait a minute. These are baby teeth. What are you talking about? And they're like, well, it can damage the teeth underneath. And she's just got, like, weak enamel or something like that. Because my wife and I and my son, who's 10, have no problems – nothing like that. No dental issues whatsoever. Um, and I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm the greatest at taking care of my teeth. It's just natural built in and my wife the same way. Um, but she, for whatever reason, even though we brush her teeth, you know, every day and she doesn't take a lot of sugar intake or drink a lot of sugary drinks, uh, she's got just problems with her teeth. It looks like it's going to be. And so they're like, it's going to be like $2,000 and your insurance has decided they're not going to pay any of that. And I'm like, what? Okay, let me call and talk to the insurance about yeah. that. And so finally I got around to, I had time today, I called him this morning, and the lady said, uh, no, we're not going to cover any of that. And I said, why not? And she said, well, you've only been insured for nine months with us, or eight months or something like that. She read off a number of days uh, that we'd been insured with them. And I'm like, well, what does that have to do with anything? We've been paying the premium for eight, eight and a half months. And she's like, well, you have to be insured for a year before we cover anything on your dental program. And I said, I'm sorry, what? And she said, yeah, you can wait until December 29th to get the work done and we'll cover it. Because that would be the day, the first day that she's eligible. And I'm like, she's five years old. The dentist has said 
even she, the dentist actually said he's shocked that she's not experiencing any pain already with some of the cavities in there. Um, the level it's gotten to in just a short amount of time. I mean, she went to the dentist last year and, you know, a year later, all this happened. Um, he's like, you need to get this done, you know, soon, you know, within the next month or so, or it could get even worse. And I'm like, I'm not waiting right till December, December 29th. And she's like, I'm sorry, sir, we can't help you. And that was it. And I just, I started, I probably got a little bit more upset than I probably should have on the phone with her. And I started telling her how, how her corporation she worked for was evil. And at one point, Deanna said, you need to hang up the phone. That's Deanna, my wife. She said, you need to hang up the phone. You need to hang up the phone. Cause I was apparently yelling evil into the phone <laughs> at this woman who, you know, probably doesn't, you know, care at all about, she just, it's her job. Yeah. With customer yep. service. She's the first line on the customer service just happened to get me that day. So, um, that was, that was an interesting morning for me. That's basically what I ended up doing. So at any point, did you say to her, do you know who I am? <laughs> no, I wish I would have thought of that. That's probably a better line than evil. Evil. <laughs> I have never heard of an insurance company um, making you wait a year to start covering you. I, I hadn't either. I've heard of so, pre-existing conditions, which I don't think they're yes. doing that as much anymore. Yes. But I have not they, heard of that. They actually, speaking of pre-existing conditions, my son was born with... Um, uh, he has autism, so um, they thought all these other things were wrong when he was born. And uh, when he was three months old, the insurance company said they weren't going to cover an MRI that the the pediatrician wanted to do. Just you know, just check out his brain to make sure you know nothing else was going on because he was kind of he was showing a lot of symptoms of a lot of possible brain damage and things like that. And fortunately, he's he's high functioning autism, which is you know nothing that you know. Yeah, it's it's something to deal with, but it's nothing like, you know, it's not super debilitating or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the insurance company said it, it's a pre-existing condition when he was three months old that he was born with. They said it's a pre-existing condition. And wow. I'll never forget. I'm on the phone and we're on the speakerphone, my wife and I, and she starts yelling. He didn't exist. Right. It can't be a pre-existing condition. What are you talking about? It's just trying to get out of paying the yeah, you know, a few thousand dollars for an MRI. It's just crazy. So did, did she pull you off? the? Did you pull her off the phone at that point, too? Did she get into the evil talk? <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't start the evil talk until this time around. So I, it's that 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 ended up having actually a good conversation. The the insurance agent actually ended up saying, well, let me transfer you to my manager. And cause she, I think she just didn't want to deal with this anymore. And the manager was actually like, yeah, that's that's ridiculous. It can't be a pre, pre-existing condition. So they kind of. They handled it and that all worked out. And this, this thing, I actually called another insurance company after I got off the phone today uh, with the, the lady at ours and explained the situation said, Hey, if I bought insurance from you today, when would my daughter be covered? Cause it's going to take probably another two or three weeks before she can get this appointment that she needs. Cause they have to sedate her and do all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, this lady said, Oh, that's the way all our coverage is now. All dental insurance is like that now. That I you said, have what? to wait a year. Yeah, she said you're not covered for a year on anything major. You can go for like for a regular just teeth cleaning, uh-huh. and that's no problem. And they'll take X-rays because that's more preventative stuff. Basically, whatever's going to save them money in the long term, the insurance company from having to pay out on, they'll cover. But anything like, she said, even fillings. If you have to go get a filling, the insurance company's not going to pay any of it for a year. At every major insurer, and this was a broker, so she's like, we deal with, you know, Blue Cross, Aetna. She named three or four others that I can't think off the top of my head, but it was one of these things where. Every insurance company now has gone to dental. It's 12 months that you have to wait before you can get major stuff done. So that that brings up two 
two questions, not really yeah. uh, the pre-existing condition. I have to go back to that because that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard as far yeah. as insurance goes. I mean, that's like saying if your child was born with autism, your child was born with cerebral palsy. Sorry, that was pre-existing while in the womb. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is ridiculous. But then as far as the t- nothing being covered for a year, what magical thing happens at a year? I mean, where do they get that number? They have enough of your money from you paying the ridiculous premiums that have skyrocketed in the last few years. Oh, okay, so, that so they then can, they can start paying out. Yes, yeah, so it's not costing them money. They've made enough money off of you. Because here's the other thing that I didn't know is that um, they already have three-month waiting periods on even medical insurance now for most new plans that you sign up for. Oh, yeah, I didn't know so, that either. Yeah, so if you sign up for a new plan today, it would be three months before they would cover anything. So are you talking about like... The uh, Obamacare stuff, are you talking about um, through an employer? Uh, this was through an employer. This was through, um, my wife has a project management job, a contract job, and they it's just through an employer. And I called just my on my own, just like a, is, if I was going out as an individual to buy health insurance from like this broker who handles, and the broker is basically just looking for, it's kind of like these progressive auto insurance where they're like, we'll find you the best deal kind of deal. Um, that kind of situation where the, the broker goes out and checks all the numbers and reports back and says, here's the, here's the rates that you could get from all these companies. Which one would you like to connect us to? And then they take some sort of cut from that somewhere, I'm, I'm assuming. Huh. Um, so they were like, yeah, every single one of them that we deal with. And she, the lady that I had on the phone there, she sounded kind of new. Um, so I wouldn't have, it's not that I wouldn't have believed her, but I wouldn't have, I would have researched it a little more, but she actually said, she goes, I went and talked to my manager and he said the same thing. And she's like, I'm sorry, we can't help you. And when a company that their only job is to sell you insurance says we can't help you. And she said, you should probably go to mydentalplans.com. And I'm like, uh, when she's saying that, that yeah. yeah, that's, they're going to try to probably go out of their way to obfuscate the truth for me <laughs> to get me to sign up because right. that's how they're getting money. Right. So when they're telling me that flat out, I, I trust what they're saying is, is probably true. Yeah. It, I was shocked, though. They've got one job. Yeah, one job. And your one job is to take my money and not insure me. That's that's kind of what it's turned into. Yeah. When it should be, I'm paying you these premiums, which have gone up quite a bit. And I don't know about you, but my end, I've noticed considerable increase in premiums and considerable increase in the dollar size of the deductible that you have to meet before they cover you know, pretty much anything. And oh, yeah. Nothing. Don't get me started on premiums. <laughs> <laughs> because we have a high deductible plan and it's ridiculous yeah. the deductible that we have yes. that we have to pay into um before anything starts getting covered. Yeah, I mean I'm glad I I I hope everybody's insured and I'm glad to pay money and I'm glad that I'm able to pay money to get ins- to get insurance. Mm-hmm. I just want that when I pay it for them to be honest about what I'm getting up front, which they're not. Yeah. They, it's so in such small print and in such legalese that you really should have to hire a lawyer to, to get insurance now. It's the, the way it goes. It's, it's almost like when you try to read the IRS tax code. It's, it's almost, you, I, I read it and go, There's, they're doing this on purpose. They're purposefully trying to hide what they're doing in this mess of stuff that they know nobody's going to read. It's like the joke about the iTunes, um, iTunes agreement that South Park did a, a few years yeah. ago where <laughs> they basically they own you. Yeah, and you got to do all this stuff because because they could hide they could hide really hide anything in there because nobody's reading that stuff. No, except for you, I guess. No, not, not IRS even anymore. IRS tax codes. I've never read one. I tried, 
just because I wanted to understand what was going on one year. And then I was like, no, I'm going to H&R Block or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that that happened to you. I would have to say that it, the tetanus shot is way better than what that one, that, that what you were dealing with. I don't know. I don't know. Tetanus shots are pretty, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not sore now. I, my, my, uh, my wallet is going to be sore in about three weeks when I have to pay for all this dental work. But yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to work it out with the dentist. <laughs> now, my arm's going to be sore for maybe two more days, but you're yeah. going to have to deal with this for a while. Yeah, but really what's more important that, you know, I have to pay all that money and had to deal with bad insurance and go through this or you're you really were hampered in, in your golf game today. I mean, I think that's that's that takes priority. Absolutely. It wasn't good. So definitely the tetanus shot. Definitely. definitely, definitely. So should we look at what's trending on Twitter? Yeah, I'll pull it up on the computer. Suicide squad rejects stuff I blame on my parents. My first seven jobs after Trump implodes Camelot kitten and visible women, which I don't understand what half of that means. <laughs> well, so don't click on anything. But what if you go? Is it a hashtag? Does it say hashtag? Um, what makes my parents? What is it? What makes my parents? Uh, stuff I blame on my parents. Stuff I blame on my parents. What do you think the first thing that people on Twitter would say? Stuff I blame on my parents. I think that what they're going to say is. Almost everything. I think that they'll say. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, I don't know stuff. I blame on my parents. Um, the fact that I'm not a pro golfer because I didn't start when I was five, because they didn't push me. All right, I'm going to click on it and see because I I agree with that. I think it's going to be something to do with, um, they didn't give me everything I wanted. Exactly. Let's see. Stuff I blame on my parents, my siblings. That's pretty funny, actually. That's a good one. Yep. I despise lemons. I never have enough money. Uh, there we go. I never have enough money. That's like, how is that the parents' fault? <laughs> okay. Here, 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 here's the winner. All my problems. Yeah, there it is. Everything. Yeah, so you, you called it. That's exactly we right. We should probably give that user a credit. Sadly, catless. <laughs> Spelled like you would think. So. Okay. All of my problems stuff. I blame my parents. And including the fact that this person's catless. Yeah. Oh, well, of course, it's all of the problems. That's right. My guess, knowing the, how the internet and Twitter works and that that person would put all of my problems, I blame my parents, that is probably one of their top priorities. That is one of their highest ranked problems is that they don't have a cat. Probably. Because you know how the internet is crazy about cats. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, t Twitter is, why is that trending? Enough people have typed it in. Yep. As a hashtag that it shows up. Somebody started a hashtag once, and yep. then it went from there. All right. There's one Camelot Kitten. I have no idea what this could be. Okay, Camelot Kitten. I don't even know what to guess. I just want to see what it is. Okay, see what it is. Okay, it's a picture of a cat wearing chain mail. <laughs> that looks like somebody made it out of a chain link fence. Okay, see, what, you, what did you just say about cats on the internet? It's exactly right. Yep. <laughs> so we got two things about cats trending so far. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've participated in a few of those. I think there yep. was one last weekend maybe that was, I can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there was one several months ago that was like. Was it was it hashtag things that slipped my mind? No. <laughs> yeah. Or hashtag now, what, this makes me feel old. <laughs> Oh, I've got a lot of those. No, there was one a couple months ago about 80s, uh, what made, best 80s movies or something. 
Oh, okay. And um, I tweeted out a gif of Save Ferris. Save Ferris is what I use for Ferris Bueller's Day Off, one of my favorite movies ever, let alone an 80s movie. I've seen that movie probably over 200 times from start to finish. I wouldn't go that high for me. I'd say maybe 55, 60, but I do know every line. That's awesome. And the one that I've seen the most is probably Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, yeah. The That's first one, one. Yes. I saw um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off so many times because I had that and Uncle Buck were the only two movies I had on VHS. <laughs> we had a VCR in, it was like in the 80s, late 80s. Uh, we moved one summer, moved out of the state, and I didn't really know anybody else. This is when I was in like um, high school. Uh-huh. And it was during the summer before school started. And, and so for two months, my brother and I watched those two tapes every single day, sometimes multiple, multiple times per day, probably over 200, 100, 250 times each. Oh, my gosh. Now, I can get behind Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but I don't know. I've probably only seen Uncle Bunk, Buck. Once or twice. Yeah, it's definitely not the, it's definitely not equal to the Ferris, but it's uh, it's pretty funny if you watch it enough, I guess. Anything else going on uh, Twitter for you lately? Uh, not really. Uh, you know, unless you want to count, you know, being followed by somebody who is sort of relatively famous. Really, who's that? Well, it's it's actually kind of surprising to me. So I. I I would I would play the guessing game with you and say okay just try to guess who it is he's an actor mm-hmm. but if you gave me a hundred guesses I would not be able to get close ooh, to this ooh but you gotta give me a guess all right give take me a, a guess. few no I mean give me a give me some clues okay um, he's an actor he's relatively famous you will know his name okay I probably couldn't name a single movie off the top of my head he's in but if you searched his IMDb page i bet a bunch of stuff would come up and you'd be like oh yeah i know that i've heard of that or i've seen that that kind of deal um let's see i don't know if he's been in any tv shows so it's primarily just movies does mr tony hate him i don't know if mr tony would know who he is okay so it's not paul rudd no 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 (laughs) okay so you don't know if he's been in any tv shows but he's been in movies yes definitely and Movies recently or movies from the 80s, um, movies from the 90s, all that whole span? I would say probably span. 90s, 90s through to now. He's not, he's probably, I'm going to guess he's probably in his 40s. Okay. Maybe. I, I'm, I'm not really sure. I'm, like I said, I'm not super familiar with his work that he's done, but I know, I definitely know who he is. And I'll say this, he's from Atlanta, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I can't get it. He's from Atlanta. Uh, he's in his forties, but you don't I, I know think. any. He might not be that. You don't know any movies he's been in. How about this? We have this thing called the internet that I. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. Pull I'm, it I up. Right, I'll just look it up real quick, and I'll look. I'll search for him in IMDb. Okay, he's not from Atlanta. Okay, All right. <laughs> that's number one. He's not from Atlanta. He's from Chicago. Well, then you screwed up my whole guess. Yeah, he was born in New Jersey. Okay. Okay, I'll give you the what he's known for. Okay. Actually, no. Wait a minute. Maybe he was in the movie Chicago. <laughs> he's not from Chicago. Let me look at the. Let me look at the bio. Okay, he was in the movie Chicago. Yep, he was in the movie Chicago. He was born in New Jersey, raised in New York. When was so, he born? Uh, 1971. So he's 
So he was in his 40s. That's a, that's a pretty good guess. That is good. He was on a TV show called Private Practice. Okay. Which I have never heard We're of. We're talking about Tim. Do I have it? Tim? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. I th- he was on, oh, listen to this. I he was on The, the Guiding practice. Light. He was on what? He was on Guiding Light for a year. Soap opera. Okay. It looks like. Oh, Daily. No. Not Tim Daly. <laughs> he was on The Good Wife, three episodes. Was he on? I'm just scrolling through to see the stuff that I recognize. Three episodes the only, huh? Yeah, so it must have been like a guest, right. recurring guest. I don't know the movie Chicago. Is that the um, musical? musical. Mm-hmm. So the only guy I, I can think of is Richard Gere. But when you said yeah. he was born in 71, I knew it wasn't Gere. Mm-mm. I couldn't name the other guys in that movie either. I, I've actually never seen that. He was in, I'm scrolling through. He was in the West Wing for two episodes. Oh, only two episodes? He a Secret Service agent, which I've actually never seen the West Wing either. There's probably another thing. Oh, I you need to see Russ West Wing. I've heard it's pretty good. You know, that, what's his getting face? Sorkin wrote that, didn't he? Sorkin wrote it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's brilliant. Yeah. Maybe if he took me to lunch sometime, then I would, I would watch his show. Yeah. Well, how would you get a hold of him? <laughs> how do you think we can make that happen? I don't know. I think it would be pretty good, though. I think. Didn't you see where he did like some internet class lately? No, I didn't see that. He he did like an internet screenwriting class where you could. I think it was like a ten hour thing. I don't know if you got any college credit or anything for it. If you did it, but it was him sharing secrets of screenwriting. Um, I read an article oh, yeah. about it. it seemed seemed pretty interesting. I did see some something about that. Uh, I can't. I guess my guess would have been Tim Daly. Yeah, that's. But was I he, was that the guy from Wings? Is that the TV show? It might Tim have been Daly? from Wings, but I'm pretty sure he was in private practice, and he's in his 40s. Ah, okay. This guy was on Ally McBeal, too, which I, another show I never saw, but I knew, obviously. I've heard oh, of okay. I don't know that guy's name, but if it's who I'm picturing, I'm going to take half credit. Okay. So you'll have to tell me. <laughs> so I could, so you could say that about anything, though. How can I? Yes, but you have to trust that I'm honest. I'm from, you know, okay. an honest Midwestern gal. That That is true. I, your Midwest bias will yeah. definitely... <laughs> carry the day for you in this one okay so it's uh tay diggs okay i was wrong <laughs> i appreciate your honesty if you would have said rent i would have known oh he was in that yeah see i never saw that i never saw the movie was he in the like the the uh play version or just the movie version the movie version okay I and he was in private practice i didn't know he was in the west wing i didn't know he was in chicago i didn't either um I the only thing know- that i could have go ahead how don't you think Twitter is a is a fickle beast? I mean, wh- it's super weird. How do you how did he how do you think he came across? How did it come about that he followed you? I literally have no idea. Don't you I don't wonder follow that? Him. Yeah, I, it it really is intriguing to me. And of course, my first thought is he's scrolling through something, and somehow, some way, somebody that he follows or somebody that he knows retweeted something that had my you know twitter handle in it somehow which i seems already incredibly miraculous to me and accidentally hit the follow button that's what i'm thinking <laughs> well why don't you give your twitter handle since you mentioned it maybe others want to follow you besides tay diggs oh that's a good idea you know so if you want to join tay diggs and you know kj on style follow <laughs> me then you it's at judo fuse j-u-d-o-f-u-s-e and how about you so yeah it's at buffalo Underscore Alice. I think you left out one important person that follows you. Jason Fuse. There you go. There you go. Of Thank course. You, <laughs> Maybe someday 
at Mark Stern will follow at Buffalo underscore Alice. I think I think that needs to happen. Absolutely. It's I'm sure it's just an oversight. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, it's, he probably follows at Buffalo Alice without the underscore. Or he sees Alice and he says, well, I don't know any Alice's. There's no KJ. That's true. That's probably what it really is. But yeah. Someday. So that's my dream right there. Mark Stern, will you please follow me? <laughs> so I found um, what it was. It was not last weekend. It was July 9th that this yeah. was trending on Twitter. Um, hashtag get a film drunk. <laughs> okay. So what do you think that is? I think that is where you like, uh, you ever seen that show at midnight? No, you know what I'm talking about no. it's a it's on Comedy Central comes on, you know, at midnight. Well, that's um, why I haven't seen it. OK, <laughs> I'm a nine o'clock, nine thirty gal. Ah, uh, OK, I, I have, I've never stayed up that late to watch it. I actually watch it. Um, I've seen it several times, like on the Internet, because they on ComedyCentral.com or on their app. They I watch it every now and then. OK, uh, it's basically comedians get on there and they, they do this kind of stuff. They play these kind of games is what I'm thinking. This is okay. where they come up with a hashtag and. They try to come up with a movie, um, that f- name of a movie, and then add in some sort of, you know, if it's a get a movie drunk, you're going to add in like, you know, the brand name of some um, alcohol or some something like that into it. Something to do with being drunk into the, working into the name of the movie, like puns, basically. Ding, ding, ding. Uh-huh. We have a winner. Um, See, watching TV is beneficial. That's right. And you know what? I think Jimmy Fallon show does that. Oh, okay. Occasionally. It's not just movies. It's anything. But so yep. the one that I tweeted was The Adventures of Huckleberry Gin. Oh, that's good. I like that. I like that one. Yep. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. So that's always fun. I don't usually do those things, but if something catches my eye, I think that oh, the, the Save Ferris gif that I did that was about, you know, the best 80s phrase or something. Yeah. That's probably my most liked and retweeted tweet I've ever done. That's so funny. we're That's not good. alone with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, yeah, I love that movie. Always have. And from, you know, I was a kid, obviously, when it, when it was out. What, what was it, 85, 84, something like that, 86? Yeah, I'd have to guess around there somewhere. Again, we have the internet, and we, we should probably look this stuff up. Yeah, well, we don't, we don't need to do really know yeah. the answer. Yeah. We will not make any corrections whatsoever. Yes, we don't there's not going to be any corrections. We don't claim yes. to be accurate. No, and... Honestly, a lot of times don't don't really put the time into it to right. even try. Right, exactly. Who needs accuracy? Accuracy <laughs> exactly is right. overrated. Totally. This is this is about what we want to talk about, our opinions on it, and any facts that get in the way. Um, you know, whatever. That's right. I get all my news from Twitter, by the way. So, so do if I. It's not tweeted out. I don't know anything about it. That's how I do too. <laughs> that's funny. And people that don't understand Twitter think that that's ridiculous, but it's actually pretty easy. Yeah, it's it totally gets updated much faster and anything breaking that's, you know, about somebody famous or something big happening, it shows up on Twitter faster than mm-hmm. any news service can put it out there. Yep. So that I, That's why I use it. Totally. I mean, I don't even have a Facebook account. I Twitter is primarily news gathering and information. I have a Facebook account, but that's only because Facebook won't let me leave. <laughs> they won't let you delete it. Well, they let you delete it, and then I don't know what happens, but a few days later, yeah. it's back on. Oh, wow. So did you want to talk about an event that we both participated in, in uh, at the end of June? 
Uh, let's see. Um, in, I wouldn't uh, get Washington, a tetanus DC. shot because that was no, in July. No, it was in D.C. too. I got in an oh, airplane. Um, which I don't. Oh, which like is a big deal. deal for you. Big deal. Yeah, I did it for Denver too. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know what else. Oh, saying. you flew to Denver. I, I didn't know that. You you left that out. I flew to Denver. Yep. How did that go? Um, it was better than the DC flight. Less turbulence. Um, and shorter, a little bit shorter. Yeah. But it's a, you know, because I have to participate in these. I don't have to. I get to participate in these very expensive dinners. Yeah. I we took budget airlines, <laughs> so. Oh. You don't even get a free beverage. There's you don't oh, even no. get a complimentary beverage or peanuts or anything. And I didn't know that at the time. So I was not happy that I didn't get an offer of beverage. So they didn't like give you a water or anything? No. You've anything everything you have to pay for. Oh, see that that bothers me because I've I grew up in a time and I used to travel for a living as a at a job. Mm-hmm. And so it was a situation where even riding in coach, which, you know, I often got upgraded because I flew so much and had so many freaking flyer miles. But even in coach, I mean, you, you basically got a meal and you got free um, free headphones and all kinds of, you know, complimentary stuff back then. And, yep. you know, 15 years later, they're charging you for water. Oh, yeah. Everything was everything. I suppose you could have went into the airport bathroom, right? <laughs> or the airline bathroom. And it might have been blue water. Yeah. Actually, no, you couldn't because they made an announcement before we took off that there was the water is not working, so we have hand wipes in there for you. So this is what wait, she wait said. Minute, she said what, what was this what was the name of this budget airline so it gets the proper credit or discredit? Okay, so the on the flight out we took Frontier and on the flight back we took Spirit. Okay. Frontier and Spirit. Sounds familiar. Spirit, I don't is I don't think I've heard of that. I don't know if that's just a Midwest type of deal, but obviously they go to Denver. But it was yeah. Spirit that came on and said, the water is not working, so we have some handy wipes in the bathroom, and be sure you use them, is what she said. <laughs> I, that, that's ridiculous. It, it made me laugh. And I was the first one to get up when the no, you know, no fashion seatbelt signs Came yeah. came off. There was only three handy wipes in there. Oh my gosh! So I'm like, okay, well, only two more people can go. <laughs> That's funny that they they're such a budget airline that they have handy wipes instead of running water in their bathrooms, and that they only provide three for the entire flight. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Give me a break. I found it all this- comical. Yeah, is it run by? Is, are they ran by an insurance company? Is that, <laughs> that's 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 the only thing I can think. Yeah, of. Yeah, they probably are. I I should yeah. probably read the fine print on all that, but no kid. They probably have it written in code somewhere. Where yeah, well, it's like you know the IRS. iTunes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, I, I um I flew to DC. That I got mm-hmm. off track. Sorry, I flew to DC and I took my medication and I made it and I made it to Denver too. But DC was. Very fun. Oh yes, I it. It's one of those things where you know, last year I didn't know what to expect because I hadn't really met anybody else that you know does these jingles. And even though we had you know communicated through email and that kind of stuff through the website, when it's when you meet in person and you're like, wow, these people are you know really nice and you know I like these people. It's 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 pretty cool. And so this year, knowing that going in and having spent another year of emails and working together on these things. It was one of these things where I was really looking forward to going and, and, you know, it did not disappoint even the hype of that. It was just a great time. Oh, it was, it was beyond fabulous, but 
the one thing that I was looking forward to, which in retrospect, it's it's like, why did you think you would have time for this? Was now knowing everybody even more after another mm-hmm. year. Um, and last year was so packed uh, as far as how many songs we did and just boom, boom, one right after the other. We didn't even right. get a chance to talk to each other. And so I thought, okay, we got to make some time to sit down and chat a little more. Yeah, that didn't happen this time around. It was even nah. more people and more busy on the set list, which was great. I'm not complaining about that at all, but uh-uh. we definitely um, didn't get to talk to each other as much as we wanted, I think. No, I, I totally agree. That that was probably my main regret from the whole mm-hmm. thing was not having the time and not anybody's fault or, no. you know, no, not, not uh, there's no way, there was really no way around it because the time that we did have, like the night before, Friday night, which was also great when we met at the Palm, mm-hmm. so, several of us were there. Um, with the music and everybody talking in there, I I got to the point that night where I was like, I got to stop talking because I'm going to wear my voice out before I have to sing. You know, participate in a bunch of different songs tomorrow night. I'm not gonna I'm gonna be hoarse tomorrow. Oh if yeah, I, don't, if I was I don't stop talking. I was getting hoarse already. I mean, I yeah. I took cough drops the entire day on Saturday. Same here. Yeah. And then after um after Saturday night after you know everything was over all the, the show part of it. We were standing around and they were still blasting, you know, music in, in the bar area and in the restaurant area so loud that it was almost impossible to, to have a conversation without yelling at each other in there. Yeah. Um, right. So I think the most time that I was able to talk to anybody was when we were standing outside on the sidewalk after, you know, it was like one o'clock in the morning or whatever. We were hanging out out there. Um, just kind of talking on this, on the side of the, on the, on the curb there. Yep. I think that's probably right. I mean, I had some time in the, at the Palm on Friday night, but mm-hmm. there were still a lot of people there and it was hard to, uh, you know, stay in one spot, you know, kind of absolutely mingling. But, and I, I wanted to go out and burn the midnight oil, as they say, with who did that? Patrick and Steve and Patrick and Sean, Sean and, and Joe Arrow a, and Claire. Possibly Joe. Yeah, I think Joe and Claire. Um, there were several other people that were standing there. Um, I was considering going with them because I was, I was staying like real close to the venue. So I could basically walk from the venue um, from Saturday night back to the hotel. And uh, Rob and Luke, who had ridden together, they stayed in the same place. They they rode together. And Rob had parked in a parking garage where he got locked out at midnight. Yeah, and I so heard that. Him and Luke left, and then they came back, called me, and were like, by the way, can you give us a ride? Because my car was, you know, just around the block. Um, by the time they got my car, it took like 30 minutes. And so by the time I dropped them off and drove back, it was like 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. So it was, I wanted, I, I would have loved to gone out, you know, like that, I sort of did because I mean, obviously, that time was great to you know keep chatting with uh, Rob and Luke, and I probably talked. Now that I think about it, I probably talked to them more than anybody just mm-hmm. because of the time we were together. Picked up Luke at the airport with Rob, and trying to figure out where we're going and drive through the parking lot area and, and stuff at the airport. And <laughs> Luke's like texting me, "Here's what I'm wearing," because it's the first time we'd ever met him. I mean, Rob and I had met you know last year previously, yeah, uh, the previous event, but um, neither one of us had met Luke, and so that was great, and uh, that was a good time. But I think the most uh, stories that I will tell going down the road from this later on are are the ones from the actual, just prior to the actual show itself. Mm, yeah. Like when we got to the green room and uh, the green room, which was a converted storage closet where they had stored all the cups and like the plasticware and, and stuff yeah. for, the, for the restaurant stacked up on these wire shelves. And they had actually, in pretty nice looking letters, stenciled, 
um, had professionally stenciled green room on the door of this thing. And I saw the door and I was like, oh, this is a green room. They got a green room. That's pretty cool. And I opened the door and it's the storage closet. Yeah, that's what I thought too when I opened it, uh, when I yeah. saw that on the door. It looked really professional. I'm like, all right, like, a green room. Talk about overselling something yeah. and delivering. But I mean, it worked for what it needed to be. We stored some stuff in there and, you know, had some props. And you and I, the first time we ran through the song that we played together, um, Songs is based off of the jingle off of a song she sang in the shower mm-hmm. where I was playing guitar and you play and you can sit the ukulele and singing was in that little storage closet. And so that's that's something that I'll always remember because that's the first time we've actually played live yeah. together, even though we recorded stuff, you know, plenty of times right. before. So that was that was cool. Well, we had to go in there because we couldn't hear a thing out. Right. In the in the actual area where we were going to do a sound check. So the yeah. only place we could isolate ourselves was in the little green room slash closet. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the reason why we couldn't do a sound check is because, um, first off, the sound guy wasn't there, which, you know, is kind of important when you're doing a sound check. Yeah, it's and, critical. And the people running the audio in, in the restaurant slash bar slash stage area, um, the people that were doing the, the house audio had, were blasting like reggae and like, you know, dubstep and pop music yep. as we're out there trying to do sound check. And I'm like... This you guys don't understand. This is kind of defeating the purpose to have this pre-recorded music play in. Yeah. Um, but the sound guy thing is, and I know Jerry talked about this a little bit on his podcast about how what happened with the sound guy not showing up, and he he told a good story about that. Uh, from my side of it, the funniest thing was when the sound guy got there at six thirty, thirty minutes before the show starts, and says, "Hey, you know, I'm the sound guy. Um, sorry, I'm late." I was, you know, I was supposed to be here. Sorry, what can I do for you? What, what do we need to check? What do we need to get going first? And I'm like, okay, here's what we need to do. These are the priority. Let's get this going, and then we'll figure out the rest of it later because uh, we don't have time to do a, an actual sound check. And he's like, okay. And he goes, by the way, um, this is only the second night I worked here, and the first night was last night, and none of the equipment worked, so I'm not sure what we're going to do. Yeah. And turned around and walked off, and I was like, oh. okay. <laughs> So at this point, I'm not, you know, brimming with confidence that any of this stuff is going to work. Yeah. And so we spend the next 30 minutes running through plugging different stuff in. And he's trying to figure out where the other guy had plugged this stuff in. And after we get it all hooked up, um, we get three mics. And I was like, okay, would you have any more mics? And he's like, well, I don't have any more mics. And I'm like, how do you not have any more mics? How are you a club that has a band? You only have three mics. And he's like, well, you know, I, I don't know where they are. I haven't been here. And. I feel bad for the guy because he was obviously trying. Mm-hmm. I mean, the hour and a half late is his fault. The not knowing how anything is set up because he hadn't worked there before and being kind of thrown into this, it, you know, is not his fault. So I, I, I was kind of half and half on this. This guy should be doing better than this and feeling bad for the guy. So I tried not to try not to get too frustrated about it. And then um, he finally, we finally got enough mics. He found a couple more mics, and so we got that working. And then I know. I, I came back in the back right before we went out there. It was after seven by this point and was just wanted everybody to know, hey, you know, this is what's going on. So I started talking and started talking about, well, you know, this might not work. And what we got to do is do this. And, you know, we're going to have to, if you go out there and something doesn't work, make sure that you, you know, let us know when you come off so that we can try to fix it for next time and monitor levels and, and, and all this kind of stuff. We'll, we'll, you know, just because it's kind of important when you're trying to sing that you actually hear the track, yeah. as you know. I would agree, yeah. Yeah, and and you you had the worst part of this because really after Jerry did the opening song, uh, opening jingle and Tony came up and told his stories and got all the bigs up on the stage and they talked for a little bit, 
I mean, when you're up there talking in a mic, it's different. Yeah. And then when you're trying to sing along with the track, so you got out there and the first song you were saying, you know, I, I mean, I think you've talked about this before. But yeah, I talked about it before. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't hear it. I thought I could hear it, but yeah, I came in at the wrong time. And yeah, it was sort of frustrating, but it was par for the course of what we we'd kind of expected that something like that was going to happen. Absolutely. And if I had to be the first one, fine, get it out of the way, and then let's have have everybody else. Let's get smooth sailing from here. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'll tell you this: I I think everybody, and I mean, especially you being first, pulled it off pretty well, considering not being able to hear. Yeah, that was a new experience. There, yeah, <laughs> when you can't even hear the track really that you're supposed to be singing along with yeah. to get the timing right. Yeah, that, that makes it yeah. difficult. And it carried over to when we did the live. We took a break. Yep. In the middle, and then come back for the second set. Um, we started off with the live music, and so we basically had to do sound check for the instruments. Yes. Before, right, right you know, before, right before yeah. the second set in the break, and that was not the intention. That, that's not ideal. No, not at all. But I'd have and, to say that if you, um, I think we've said this before. I think I've seen this flying around on Twitter. Um, I can't remember who exactly started it, but yeah, I know I wrote something about it. The MVPs of the event, aside from Jerry, I mean, obviously Jerry, it's Jerry's absolutely. deal, and. Jerry rocked it, but I'd yes. give you the MVP for all the sound stuff and handling that cool and calm and collected or collective or, you know, I think it behooved, you were behooved by the way you did that. Behooved, yes. Um, and I appreciate that. You bet. And Steve Lipton for taking photos. It's, the guy was everywhere. Oh, yeah. When he wasn't on the stage, he's taking pictures, which I have made a calendar of, which I have tweeted about. I mean, I saw that. The calendar is a lot of me, but, you know, it's my calendar. So it's my memories. And it's a lot of the pictures of me with some of, uh, you know, all the jinglers and some of the people that I got to meet. So anyway, I made that calendar. So that's. That was kind yeah, of fun. Really cool. And most yeah. of those were Steve Lipton photographs. And then cool. Tracy Tran for actually being the only one oh, man, that yeah. got a recording. Yes. Of uh, the he, whole thing. He he did it, you know, just because he wanted to do it, put it on Periscope and then recorded it and put it on YouTube. And I've I've watched it the whole way through and it's I mean, it's it's great for what it is. For him recording it on a phone, it's awesome. And I'll be honest with you, I have no idea how he kept kept it going and did he have like extra batteries or did he have it plugged in somehow that I didn't see? I don't how know. Was he, he how must was he have. recording that whole time? He must it was have. Awesome. Yeah, he, it was awesome. Absolutely. So those, those are my MVPs. I would also say you for going out there. You were basically the sound check and the test yeah. for the audio for the sound system for going out there and singing. We actually set the sound system off of, off the feedback you gave me. I went up to the guy in the booth and said, hey, turn this up, turn this down, do this, do that. And everybody else, you know, we kind of tweaked it from there. But the first initial setting of the check of the sound system was you doing your first set yeah well i'm happy i'm happy to take one for the team there um i appreciate you saying that but um so i mean i think the overall takeaway was we had a great time and it ended up being uh probably better than we thought with knowing how the sound was oh totally i going back and watching and another reason why i'm glad that tracy did the recording is because i went back and go Oh, that has actually came across because I mean, when I'm watch, when I was watching other people, I'm like, yeah, this sounds great. And when I'm up there, I'm like, I can't hear. This must be awful. Mm-hmm. And it was actually better than I thought because it was mixed better in the house, which is the most important thing. Sure. That people in the audience can hear. And so I'm when I'm hearing on stage, I'm like, this is this is mixed terrible because it's different coming through the monitors than it is coming through the house speakers. Uh, but listening to even through the phone recording uh, on a cell phone, it sounded. I'm like, yeah, this sounded better than I thought. So. I think it all, I, 
regardless of any of all that stuff, I thought I think it went great and had a great time. And really, like you said, thanks to Jerry for putting all that together because all the work that he put in ahead of time to to organize it all. And I know that he was frustrated about how they didn't record it and totally frustrates me too and how they kind of fell apart on their end. And I've already heard him talk about doing it next year, so I'm I'm excited about that. Yeah, uh, it sounds like there's going to be something next year. So we didn't think it was going to go that far. So absolutely not. Well, I, I think now, you know, last year it was, you know, we kind of all met at the place at the restaurant that's Brett's at the abandoned mine shaft yeah. that was being, you know, resurfaced on the front. Um, we met there that night, did it, did the, you know, did the this the thing in the show, um, and then this year we did the night before at the Palm and kind of, you know, some, some of us got together and hung out and thanks to Bonnie for that, which was great. Absolutely. And then, she was the other um, MVP. Yes. And then Saturday we got spend more time that afternoon, uh, even though it was basically rehearsing and trying to set stuff up, we were able to get out and, and spend more time there. I'm thinking next year we'd make like a convention, like do like three days and have it to where we have one day where we're just getting together and hanging out. Um, that is, you know, something a little bit more than something that's not in a crowded restaurant. I don't know how, I, I don't even know how we would do this, but something that like, maybe we go out and have a cookout at somebody's house. I'm, yeah. I don't live in that area. So I'm, I know I'm not going to be volunteering. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That would be fun. I mean, that's the only way to, to, I think that we would probably have to do something like that in order to actually speak with one another outside right. of the email Google machine. Yeah. Be- <laughs> because really we didn't have a lot of, chance to do that and i mean that's not why we're there but it was you know these i like you said i like these people these people are my friends absolutely so yeah i agree let's do a convention next year jerry when jerry why don't you head that up yeah yeah i mean just add another day to it what's the problem there what's what's the big deal it's just an extra you know eight hours 24 hours of of preparation you got it you got to set up for i mean yeah no big deal that can only be like another month or two of work yeah right Before we close this episode, we want to invite anyone listening to give us feedback on anything we've discussed or anything you might like to hear us give opinions on in the future episodes. Um, Feel free to say what you like about this podcast or what you think is awful. I mean, anything's fair game. Uh, Maybe request or challenge us to do a jingle to a specific song or topic um, because we will be including something each week related to jingles or talking about Tony's podcast that's going to be starting next month and, and things like that. Um, you can contact either of us on Twitter at Judo Fuse and at Buffalo underscore Alice or follow at Speak Tangents. That's S-P-E-A-K-T-A-N-G-E-N-T-S. Uh, that's where we'll be tweeting things related to the podcast specifically. Uh, if your feedback is more than 140 characters or if you just want to send us an email, you can contact us at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com. It's all spelled out. Um, and while we're covering this kind of stuff, you can also visit the podcast website at speakingoftangents.com. Uh, there's where we, that's where we'll be posting links, images, some music tracks, write-ups, uh, potentially all sorts of stuff related to anything we cover on this podcast. We'd love to hear from you, whether it's good or bad, comments, questions. I mean, if you really just want to prove how dumb we are, come up with some weird trivia questions and we'll try to answer it on an upcoming show. Um, I'm not going to promise you we're not going to Google it ahead of time, though. Uh, We'll try to read and address most any feedback we get on the next episode. And after all, I mean, we have a segment dedicated to it on the show. So if you guys don't send anything in, you know, who knows what we might end up doing. Um, For now, since this is the first show and we don't have any feedback, I thought I would, you know, if it's okay with you, I'll I'll go on Amazon 
and we'll read some reviews that users have written about products that may be interesting to Mr. Tony and his audience. Sounds good. What do you, do you what are you seeing? Well, you know, obviously when I think of products that you would get from Amazon that are related to the show, I think of, you know, bathrobes. You know, you're talking about two bathrobe hotels, then obviously you have bathrobes at home. Right. So here's here's a review that I thought was pretty good. Um, I love this bathrobe. It is comfortable and did not have to pay extra money. Now I can get in and out of the shower faster. This was a great purchase. Five stars. <laughs> so having the robe allows this person to get into the shower uh, in and out faster. In and out. Yeah, in and out. Uh, you might have, you're, I, I thought you might be able to explain that to me because I have no idea what that means other than, I, I, don't, I have no idea. I don't, know, I don't know, but it sounds like a product I might want because yeah. my, I feel like my current bathrobe really slows me down. <laughs> I think if we could add some, maybe it's, maybe it's got some sort of fabric in it that the reviewer didn't mention. It's like, yeah, maybe it's streamlined. It has like, you know, fins or something right. you know, so you can like go the, faster. Or like the Olympic swimsuits. Yes, that's exactly right. It's it's a speedo robe. Well, maybe you don't even get, you know what it is. It's probably what? not. You don't take the robe off. Oh yeah, so you, you just, just like a giant. You just wash bathe cloth. in it. Yeah. And somehow it penetrates, and you still get clean. And then you don't you don't have to take that step of putting it on and off. Hmm. I think we're on to maybe, something. It, oh, totally. And, and if not, that needs to be invented, like a, a like space age fabric that dries instantly. Yeah. So that like not only do you wear it and when you turn the water off and you wait about two or three seconds and it's dry and then it becomes a towel and you don't have to take it off. So that you are getting in and out of the shower faster in that case. Yeah, you're saving yourself probably a good 15, 20 seconds. Which, you know. Critical. Absolutely, yeah, critical. Is, is there a price on that? <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, $24.99. Hotel Spa Men's Terry Robe by Hotel Spa. So you know it's got to be high quality. Absolutely. This is probably even better than like Mayflower. Oh, totally. You don't even have to have two robes. No. That's go- that's saying something. Absolutely. So we'll one keep that in mind. Two. I'll put that on my list. Okay. Here's here's another one. This one is, you know, when I think of uh, Mr. Tony and his show, I think of, you know, you don't want your foods to touch. You want them to be separated. So um, the best yeah. way to do that, and instead of having to manually do that and on the plate, why not just buy a divided plate? Right. It's got, you know, like, you know, they have them for kids. Why not get them for adults? And, well, I search on Amazon and, well, they have them. No, like the cafeteria trays, but you have them at, at home. You, it's a plate you have at home. And so here's one I found uh, that I thought was pretty good. The title of this review is This Plate Had One Job. <laughs> <laughs> and this is all caps. My mashed potatoes touched my asparagus and I didn't like it when my food touched. <laughs> Ew. It was disgusting. Oh, and how many stars? One star. One, one star. star. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously, the plate had one job and it couldn't do it. <laughs> well, then that is not the product we want. We don't want to be promoting that product. No, no, no. Well, I mean, my question is, was this Tony that wrote this? Was it Tony? Well, you know, the one job thing is a kind of a hint that it probably yeah, I, was. I, I, I'm, I'm saying it's 50-50. Yep. I, I think it's probably 50-50. <laughs> And so, I, so I'm not even going to mention the name of that product because we do not want to promote no, one star reviews. No, we shouldn't. Pr- we shouldn't promote that. But there, you should. We could promote um, the jingle John Fitzpatrick wrote about sometimes when foods touch. Absolutely. So go listen to that. Look it up on tkjingles.com. Sometimes when foods touch, by John Fitzpatrick. 
I think that's enough reviews, enough feedback for today. Um, next time, please send yours in, and we'll uh, we'll try to read it. And if not, we'll read some more Amazon reviews. Sounds good. Anything else you want to talk about today? No, I think we're covered. Works for me. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Speaking of Tangents is hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Produced by Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Music by Jason Fuse. Lyrics by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Craft services by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. The online media coordinators are, well, too many Cliffies to mention. Speaking of tangents, I've never actually known someone named Cliffy. I met a Clifford once. Research coordinators are, I don't know. I'll have to get back to you on that. Directed by KJ Onset and Jason Fuse. No animals were harmed in the recording of this podcast. I love snow peas. And I love you.